Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Kevin Nealon, Julie Brown, Hamburger University. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology Monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, making it sound like we're recording in a cave. It's Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Hi, guys. Hi. It's that time once again, if this is your first time joining us, for us to open up the transmissions mailbag. <laughs> Hello and mailbag. <laughs> Hello oh, and spooky salutations to Colin Campbell. Woo. Colin uh, is a new fan of transmissions from the dark side. He loved and commented on our very first episode on Facebook. Uh, nearly four years too late, but I'm so glad I found this podcast. Love <laughs> tales so- from the dark side. Hey, thanks, Colin. Thank you, Ooh. Colin. And that's the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you don't post episodes, it's hard to get mail, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, again, we are on a very COVID bell here. We're doing the best we can, but things are razor thin. Yeah. <laughs> we're all okay, but we're almost all not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What we do around these parts is we do, in fact, watch anthology horror. Uh, We are in the third and final seasons of Monsters, and today we watched an episode called Small Blessings. It is customary around here that we guess what the episode is about based on title alone. It is called The Dark Side Guess. Who would like to go first? Matt Rose. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, so uh, here is my guess. Small blessings. Hieronymus Coltrane worked the soil of his father. His... Say the name one more time. <laughs> that name was a poem. Hieronymus Coltrane? Coltrane, yes. Hieronymus Coltrane. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, worked the soil of his father, his grandfather, and his father before him. This dirt held their blood, their sweat, and their secrets. With the bank's impending foreclosure on his family property, he stumbled the property in a drunken stupor. He wandered about until he heard the tiny voices from the barn calling his name. He followed them to their source, and there he saw the little ones, the tiny mythical beings who helped out the very deserving in their times of need. What he was about to learn was that some wishes do do come true, but nothing comes for free. Ooh. Ooh, you'll be shocked at how similar ours are, Maddie. Uh, yes, okay. mine, mine as well. Uh, I think we all took the title li- uh, literally. 
small blessings. John might be the luckiest man in America, and ace reporter Phil Goodbody wants to know why. Over a night of raucous drinks and tall tales, John finally reveals his secret. The tiny priest who lives in John's wall. I figured he was a tiny priest. Oh, there he is in the wall, blessing water. Doing transubstantiation. He's (laughs) the best. Um. Small blessings, big things come in small packages, and this package is a real blessing. Stop your grinning and drop your linen, because this tiny package grants wishes, but the price isn't what you expect. It's money. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else would be really creepy. You have to you have to talk to a tiny dong for God's sakes. It's already it's already enough. Yeah, we know. It. Please, please don't try to kiss it, or you'll be cursed. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with them sweet deeds. All right, guys, we watched season three, episode seven of Monsters. This episode's called Small Blessings and aired on November 11th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. Black comedy about two normal, loving human parents who are constantly trying to keep their cute, demonic, monstrous, cannibalistic, mutant baby boy from devouring the neighbors. Meanwhile, a wannabe serial killer is stalking the area. See, they blow it in there. Yeah. Because you do not know that. You know that. But you do not know that at the beginning of the episode. Right, right. You don't know if it's the baby. You don't know. Yeah, there's like a little mention of it. We'll get to it. Uh, this episode was directed by Roger Nygaard. Uh, he is a quite a successful film editor. He was uh, editor for Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep, The League. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he was also the director and editor of the documentary Trekkies. Oh, no way. Uh, episode was written by Peg Holler and Bob Schneider, the Peg. husband and wife duo. Uh, they wrote the Monsters episodes Jar, Rerun, Parents from Space. Uh, they also, uh, Bob Schneider has a uh, movie podcast called Million Dollar Movies, and Peg Holler is on it occasionally. I think they do it with a comedian. Julie Brown plays Wendy. She is, uh, 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 so all of these actors are, uh, are comedians. Julie Brown. I, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. Of course, you know, Julie Brown plays Wendy. She was an MTV VJ. Uh, at the time there was Julie Brown and downtown Julie Brown. Uh, she hosted, uh, just say Julie on MTV. She was also in clueless. Uh, she wrote and, uh, starred in earth girls are easy. Uh, she was in Shakes the Clown, which I loved. I used to love oh, Shakes the Clown. I love Shakes the Clown. Can't imagine it holds up, but um, and I never saw the Madonna Truth or Dare parody movie Medusa Dare to Be Truthful, uh, that she wrote and uh, starred in, but uh, it has good reviews on IMDb for whatever reason. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Kevin Nealon played Lewis. He was a he's an SNL and Weekend Update alum. Uh, he was in Weeds, Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Peggy Ray is uh, was the neighbor. She has been on had been on television since the 1950s. She was oh, wow. in five episodes of I Love Lucy. She's also uh, starred on The Waltons. Uh, she was on Dukes of Hazard. Uh, she was also in Hamburger, the motion picture. Are you guys familiar with Hamburger? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Sean Corn and I have talked about that movie before. Oh, that's fantastic. Here's the description of Hamburger, the motion picture, uh, which just is, sounds lifted straight from a Simpsons episode. <clears throat> <laughs> Russell Procco has been expelled from several schools for lewd, crude, and nude conduct. Buster Burger University is his last chance for an education and pleasing his disappointed parents. Buster. (laughs) Buster Burger University. (sighs) That's fantastic. It it sounds like um, this broadband better work, Nerdinger. Yes. Uh, David Spade is the uh, delivery guy. Uh, He was, uh, David Spade's been nominated for an Emmy for uh, his work on Just Shoot Me, which is a show I used to enjoy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's also an SNL alum. He was in uh, Tommy Boy, Joe Dirt, Benchwarmers, Black Sheep. Uh, He was born in Birmingham, Michigan. Oh, no way. I did did not not know that very close to all of us and uh yeah for as much as i would i would rag on david spade now i feel like he has contributed a lot to the uh the sarcastic uh sayings that that have in, are incorporated into everyone's speech the and you are and this is regarding or the uh bye 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 like there's no getting away from those and those were all uh david yeah. spade uh, oh, and here's – oh, I'm not going to read this fun fact about David Spade because it's incorporated into a game that we can play. Um, uh, we can play now. We can play later. It's, it's, uh, you get let's, the episode? let's play later. Let's, let's play okay. later. Let's get right. started on this episode. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty much all I know about this episode. And that's all I know about life. And things are tough all over, guys. I got a bad feeling about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Crispy critters. My favorite. Oh, look. It's Monsters, a favorite show. It's time. Let's watch. Let's watch. Shut up. Let's watch it. (laughs) Shut up. Let's watch it. That was obviously Mrs. Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, we all nailed it. Oh, we did such a good job that yeah. anybody who's new to the show will absolutely know what happened. <laughs> uh, the door from the do- the monster swings wide open, and we get a montage of broken toys. The worst uh, lullaby is... I've ever heard. <laughs> this is a we're, so we're opening to Julie Brown, tired mother. Julie Brown does. I, I think everybody does a really good job in this episode. The actors, like Julie Brown, is uh, is selling this. I'm I'm buying what she's selling. You know, it's one of those I... tongue in cheek comedy episodes, but for one of those, they they seem to be they're doing it well. 
I laughed at several things in the episode. There was 100% an out loud laugh from me in this episode. Yeah. And we will talk about it once we get there. But yes, normally when we get a tongue-in-cheek episode, and longtime listeners know this, we lose our minds because it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's... It's usually unbearable and sometimes incomprehensible, like Roy Monia. I Roy Monia itself, it, though, we, may be a top ten to comedic moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did we watch that? Like, we had to have watched that scene like five times in a row, and every time it killed. Is that the one that I fell on the floor and rolled away for? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that would no 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 no. That was something else. That was something else. Because that one that one was like a slow burn and then yeah. it just it got you and yeah, you just it rolled, rolled away. Rolled on out of there. <laughs> well um for anybody who Brown... hasn't listened to four years plus of episodes <laughs> has no clue. <laughs> uh so Julie Brown is talking to her her baby. Uh, we don't see the baby. We just see the back of the baby. She's sort of facing the camera. And Mama is tired. This baby will not sleep. And she is at wit's end. And boy, do I feel this. Oh, yeah. As a parent. still hostage. The, that's what she said. That's what she, she when says. She's, when she's narrating her, her yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, the baby sounds are the wettest, grossest baby sounds that you can find. Well, yeah, and they're they're like distorted and stuff. It's yeah, it's it's not a good look, and uh, like I'm just like, hey man, pop a titty in that mouth. Like, what are you <laughs> waiting for? Like, pop a titty in that mouth because you don't see this baby at yeah, all. Yeah, and uh, not until not until a little bit later. But uh, there was something that I related to, and I, I think you related to and kind of already said it, Jen. But, like, when she says this book says that you're going to sleep two-thirds of the time, I went and wrote, that book is a lie. <laughs> that book <laughs> is lying. Uh, my favorite bit of advice from uh, uh, Ted's brother had a baby like six months before we did. And we were talking about something in the book while I was still pregnant. And uh, Andy was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Hey, heads up. Uh, the baby has not read those books. So so just understand. Do whatever you want. But the, uh, the baby's not following any of that. Yeah. He was right. He was right. Yeah, the, the most viscerally angry I've ever seen my wife was when... This is our child came home, would not sleep at all, and she's like, you know, you're grasping at straws. You really, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of at least capturing that in this episode because you are, you would like, if the devil would have shown up and been like, I can help, I would have been like, all right, well, let's talk. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it is that type of thing where you're like, you. It's like I said earlier, it's a razor's edge, and you're just doing your best. If I can have two hours of uninterrupted sleep, you can take a second cousin or further removed. How about that? Okay? (laughs) That's my deal with the devil. 
Do you need my balls? Because <laughs> after this, I might not need them. <laughs> yeah, and they do they do a good job of capturing that. Um, but I was like, Eric is a baby because she's just she is laying it on. Like, let's think happy thoughts, like adoption. I'm like, yeah, she is done. She yeah. is I couldn't tell the way she was acting. I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be a single mom. Right. Yeah. I was kind of getting that vibe. Yeah. You definitely get the vibe that she's alone. Because she's alone. (laughs) Because no one else else in the scene besides the babe. What do you mean? Okay, here's the deal. (laughs) She's in the room. Uh Uh-huh. With the baby. Uh-huh. And there's nobody else there. Okay, but what about what about um nobody else? Oh, but maybe uh if oh I mean the, uh, the, what if the cameraman was in the room, Matt. Matt the cameraman was in the room. I, it, your oh, honor, I have to at this to point test. at this point in the episode I forgot. They broke the fourth wall completely. <laughs> And Julie Brown said, hey, cameraman, it's me, actress Julie Brown. Please hey, help Karen, me. This baby puppet. Please help so me tired. with this weird baby puppet that the audience hasn't seen yet. Yeah, there is a point where I'm just like, all right, well, something about this baby isn't right. And then and you kind of see this baby's head, and it's like... Why is it got... Oh, for a three-month-old oh. baby, that's that's too that's too many baby. <laughs> that's too much baby. <laughs> yeah, that's way too much baby. This baby has Steve Martin's hair. Uh... <laughs> uh, she falls asleep, right? She just sort yes. of like drifts away. Yeah, in yeah, her... she's she's describing how to fall asleep to the baby and then falls asleep. And yeah. she wakes up, and then uh, the baby is to not my asleep. Favorite, she and and. Uh, it's my favorite way of waking up too, which is David Spade knocking on my door. <laughs> that wasn't worth it. <laughs> I liked it. Um, okay. When she wakes up, you do get this full shot of the back of the baby's head. And I am like, mm-hmm. something, is, right. something is dreadfully. I'm like, oh my God, did this episode just turn dark where like she's now slept to to turning the baby into a troll i am so (laughs) confused you were saying that like she had fallen asleep for like like four months exactly gonna wake up with like a great bushy beard and the baby's just been sitting there this baby rip van winkled it that's what i'm saying she has woken up to a rip van baby (laughs) <laughs> that is not what happened, but that's what I wish would have happened. Yeah. That would have been my little blessing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Spade is there uh, at the door, a rap tap tapping baby David Spade. He's oh. oh, he is so young. Yeah. So young. Um, and and, and David there. Spade um, waits long enough for Julie Brown to throw a, uh, a baby chair in a room. <laughs> like, she basically hucks that thing into the baby's room hmm. so that David Spade doesn't ring the doorbell before coming yes. in. But he comes in regardless. 
And he's the meat delivery guy who's More also meats. bringing More the meats. ham because David Spade is playing to the back of the house, guys. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this you hear about that psycho killer? Yep. David He's Spade has one delivery spot style. It's yeah. called David Spade. Yeah. <laughs> if you've heard He's him really say, honing the craft. Yeah, like if you've heard uh, him say a sentence, he has not changed anything. He is just that. Yeah. It's fantastic. So he leaves, uh, and Julie Brown is lamenting, trying to figure out, like you said, Matt, how many ways can I serve raw meat? So you start, you're getting a sense that uh, that something is not is not right here. She's uh, serving raw meat. There's a sign. <laughs> Another sign. Nobody else is in the room, or is there? <laughs> and how many? If so, who? And why? And how, baby? Is this, is, is this baby a Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> is, is this baby a Rumpelstiltskin? Kevin Nealon walks in. Thank God. A beautiful, beautiful, God. young, fucking spry Kevin what? Nealon. His fucking, you could see his... Still has 40% of his hair. <laughs> he's doing great. I mean, you can just see his physique. Yeah. He's doing great. And um, he's like, uh, where's Eric, our baby? Oh, yeah, why was the door unlocked? Yeah. Because, oh, a very important thing that I – did we mention that David Spade says, hey, that neighborhood slasher is back. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you guys know that neighborhood killer? The crazy psycho, say. yeah. Crazy psycho's back in the neighborhood. Might want to lock your door, which thus brings us to our gun, I guess. I, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I'm sure neighbors around us have talked about, you know, yeah, there have been more break-ins, so, or, you know, cars getting broken into or something, but I don't know that we've ever had a neighborhood slasher on the loose. <laughs> I, would I, I mean, move. I live in a very ritzy area, so maybe that's it, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't want there to be a neighborhood slasher anywhere I live. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think many people do. Oh, except in Slasher Heights, they oh, yeah. they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> you guys see that movie, The Battle of Slasher Heights? So good. So good, great, great slasher. Uh, so Eric is not in his crib. But Kevin Nealon wants to see his baby boy. Yeah, Kevin Nealon's doing a great job too. Kevin Nealon mm-hmm. is like they're, they're playing the very they're playing new parents well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, yeah because Eric he's not... he's at work so he's completely out of touch with how difficult the child rearing actually is. Right, he's definitely playing to dumb husband archetype. My God, I have already blocked out my maternity time in my head. Like I just remembered <laughs> that. Ted would walk in the door from work every day and I would be in tears. I would just be crying and being like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know. He just screams like every day for three months. There is some psychological condition that mothers have where they forget about the pain of childbirth and the beginning. And I think it's just lack of sleep and and craziness of that time period. (laughs) 
But I, it's also part of our survival where it's just like, if you remembered, you'd never do it again. Exactly. <laughs> why, why ever? Why would I ever do that again? Right. Ugh. Well, Kevin Nealon goes, where's, where's my baby? Not Julie, in the crib. Julie Brown goes, there he is. And it's on the ceiling. And we get our first look at Eric the baby. And Matt asked us to write down. He's off. This baby's off. It's just hard to get a good look at him on the ceiling. I wrote down what he looked yeah. like in the crib. In the crib. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Yeah. That he, that's, that's what I did, too. Uh, um, how did you guys describe him? I wrote instantly. I was like, oh, shit. This is Chucky meets Chris Farley. <laughs> uh I wrote I wrote two. I wrote uh with Andy Richter as Sloth. And, <laughs> yep. Uh and Baby Huey, if you were a bald metal manager at Arby's. <laughs> uh I wrote down uh coming next season, Louis Anderson Babies. Uh and then just <laughs> They'd be like Muppet Babies, but they're yeah. all Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just Son of Toxie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wrote that, and then I wrote this. Uh, Eric looks like a garbage pail kids movie reject. I thought the same thing. I very yeah. much got yeah. that like garbage pail kids movie vibe yeah. off of that. that thing. And then I wrote, Eric made boom boom in his pants yesterday and refuses to be changed because it's part of his personality now. <laughs> this baby has fangs. Yeah, yeah. And and just like the baby's face is off. Like Oh, it's oh, disturbing. Yeah. yeah. This this like, whatever this puppet baby, is a nightmare. This baby definitely fails the uncanny valley but it, it's no uh, it's, a it's, puppet. Just, it's creepy it worked it's unsettling yeah. yeah yeah also it was so ridiculous that like it it made it entertaining it was it was mm-hmm. creepy but still entertaining i liked it yeah yeah uh so lewis uh brought eric a football why you would bring a baby a football, I could never tell you. But he he throws it in the crib, and uh, I don't know. Five seconds later, a deflated, chewed football is is thrown over, um, and that's when he says, "Like, oh, that's that's my little linebacker. Uh, you you nap." Yeah. Uh, so this this next part I did laugh at uh, because he walks into the kitchen where uh, where Julie Brown is. And he says, uh, I think he's got your father's nose. And <laughs> and she's like, what? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> not like that. And then uh, apparently it was because the baby had bit off uh, Aunt Darlene's ear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this is, this is where I noticed that Lewis will just excuse anything at all that this baby does. Yep. Uh, and that is basically the rest of the episode is just him excusing everything. Um, so I liked that she was making a duck shaped meat sculpture. Yes. The, the, the ground beef swan. Yes. Um, 
And I, I also uh, I also laughed at his giving her parenting advice, where he's like, "Well, but all the books say, um, shut up, dude." Yeah, he's been <laughs> just, reading a lot of these stop. books. Yeah, just stop it. She's like, "Our small but dense baby." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's let's go look at him sleep. Uh, there it is. So they go in, and it's where is he? And I think the door That's is the act break. Okay. Yeah, and that is that is the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. The Davises have had a baby, but they're not sending out any announcements. Most new parents are a little scared when they have a baby. The Davises are terrified. You see, there's only one thing wrong with the Davis baby. It's alive. It's alive. Don't see it alone. Please. Rated PG. <laughs> Wait. Listen, listen, I know I'm just your mailman, but you got to listen to me. Don't see it's alive alone. Please. <laughs> something Look, r- let me tell you some, something. Something is wrong with that Davis baby. I've looked it in its eyes. It's looked at me. I knew something was wrong. Get out of there. By the way, this movie, don't go alone. Don't Bring go it. alone or at all. It's too scary. I mean, here's the thing. If you're Julie Brown with a baby, yeah, you are alone, I guess, except for the baby. You can see this movie. I wouldn't bring this baby to the movie unless it was like a matinee and they could turn on the lights if the baby got scared. Even if the baby was a monster, the baby might get scared. That's how scary the movie is. I love that he says, please. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, was that a little ad lib he added at the end because it was really scary? He saw the movie and now he was concerned for the safety of others. He's like, yeah, I saw it alone. I am forever changed. But if someone would have been there for me, I would have been a little bit better than I am right now. I'd I, still be very scared. Because I am a fucking wreck. After <laughs> seeing this alone, do not see it alone. Please, as a favor to me, <laughs> see this with uh, a buddy. I've never seen, I've never seen It's Alive. Oh, you've never seen it? I oh, know. man. No, I know of it, but uh, it was yeah. it was a Larry Cohen special. Uh, Rick Baker did the baby. Uh, I think I think I knew that. Maybe I can't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those that's on the list. I gotta I should I should see that at some point. God, the I mean, you you rarely ever see the baby. You just see the results. I'm not gonna say that it's a great movie, but it's an inner entertaining movie i mean you know the same thing yeah. with every larry cohen movie ever would um, you suggest you know, i ev- see it alone no no here's here's the thing that there's two He's more waiting for you to say please <laughs> there's two more of, <laughs> there's two more of this movie so i have to oh, hear yeah. what the next one oh, is. Yeah. alive baby is back again only now there are three of them it lives again remember the babies 
they found a place to Now they're growing up. And they want to come home. And they're hungry. It's Alive Part 3. Island of the Alive. Don't. <laughs> Hold it, do you say don't see it alone? See? One second. Three. Island of the Alive. Don't see it alone. Please. No, please. No, please. Um, so you guys never saw the, the trailer where it was like an island, but then there was a cradle and there was a monster hand coming out? No. no. Oh, I used to see that. Oh, man, I used to see that all the time. That was that was, uh, that was one of the covers, man. Really, any inhabited island is an island of the alive when you think about it. That's good. America, I guess, is a big island good. of the alive. Oahu. Oahu. Australia. Yeah. What are some other islands of the alive? Send a English. postcard to <laughs> care of transmissions from the dark side. 261 East Nine Mile Road. Nine Mile Road. Ferndale, oh, Michigan. 48220. Hang in there, go comedy. You, you, hey, shitty parents. Feel I be- like that they got rid feel of better. the second. Yeah, the next guy's like, trailer. hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. Kids are spooky, right? Well, this is worse, because now there's three spooky kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's scarier than babies. <laughs> babies Man, I, wish, I wish that almost every trailer was done in that voice. Like, Matt, do the Dark Knight. <laughs> in, a, in a world... Where, where Batman exists, the Joker's coming. No, and Two Face is so mad. Society has rules, but this guy has none. He's like pure chaos. Don't see it alone, please. Look, there are all pretty ladies, okay? But sometimes pretty ladies have to be tough and be made out of steel. They're steel magnolias. Uh, They're all in a beauty shop. Don't watch it alone. Why do these (laughs) girls go spelunking? (laughs) (laughs) It's the descent. Don't watch it. It's fucking terrifying. Oh, this cabin is in the woods, and it's pretty empty and spooky out there. Don't go out there every other movie. So we've been doing New Metal Movie Month uh, for Roach Coach, and I just, just, so we watched, um, so it's movies with New Metal soundtracks. Did you do Trick or Treat? Well, Jenny and Lauren watched The Scorpion King. Okay. um, Because that has a, a, we watched Spawn. That's not so much of a new metal soundtrack, but it's one that a lot of people say is a new metal soundtrack. It is not. It's a much more of an electro, like, a, yeah. or whatever they were trying to do in 1998. Industrial. Yeah. It's not yeah, industrial, yeah. but it's like the, you know, like the Chemical Brothers and okay. and the Prodigy. Wasn't, wasn't Marilyn Manson on that soundtrack? Yes, you know? he's on that soundtrack, yes. But it's like that type of electronica. That was the genre that were, they were really trying to push. But Underworld's on it, and that's great. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's on something. That's on the. Um, 
soundtrack for Hackers. Sorry. Well, it was also on the soundtrack for Batman and Robin. So, <laughs> what can you do? Train spotting yeah. saved us. But um, <laughs> the last movie that we watched was Freddy versus Jason. Oh man! And I, I haven't seen that since the theater. Now I am a died in the wool Freddy fan, bitch. Same. I love Freddy. Freddy's my dude. Michael Myers too scary. And Jason Voorhees, not for me. I live in Michigan. Too many camps. Scaredy yeah. cat over here. Remember, I'm a scaredy cat. Love Freddy. Freddy's my dude. But that movie is hilariously bad. It's wonderful. Yeah. But it's terrible. We should probably talk about this episode a little bit more. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. And we're back. This baby gone nowhere to be seen but then um I, did you guys watch this on youtube or did you watch it on, on uh, youtube i watched it on uh the roku channel okay so you missed this um on the youtube it's a rip from chiller and chiller has this um inlet inset letting us know that they're having an eight episode marathon of monsters right now and they have the monster's family set up like a family portrait. And I was like... Oh, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't watch that version. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Looked great. Looked great. That's awesome. Oh, man. Um, uh, by the way, Lewis, uh, during all of this baby missing stuff, not helpful. No, no, I liked, no, I liked when he voice. looked behind the crib. Like, baby isn't anywhere around here. You don't hear any noises uh, chewing on wood or whatever the baby normally does. And he's like, is it under this blanket? Like, they are no. looking for this child as if the child is the size of a squirrel instead right. of, like, <laughs> seven bowling balls stacked up on top of each other. This is a, that's a big baby. This is a big baby. This is a big baby. 36 pounds at three months. This baby's enormous. Yeah. Okay, so can I just stop for a second? Um, at work today, uh, one of my coworkers had uh, had their baby. Um, well, I mean, not at work, but you get it. Uh, and what a so day. Uh, my, coworker, awesome. my coworker who announced it, <laughs> she wrote... Um, that the baby was six foot twelve ounces, <laughs> and so, uh, and so my boss replied back, and he was like, "Wait, what?" And I just wrote him personally, and I was like, "My God, I hope like because she said that the mother is fine," and I was like, "I don't think the mother's fine, or that baby can dunk on Shaq." <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was so lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so she's she's coming up with all of these ideas for what are what's going to happen if people see that baby outside of their house where uh, there. I mean, basically, she just quotes a bunch of like univer old universal horror tropes, like the villagers are going to come with their pitchforks and their flames and their right, later. They're going to Frankenstein this baby. They're yeah, pregnant yeah. this baby, and then she's not going to be able to go. They're not going to ask her for coffee anymore. Yeah, no Tupperware parties. Oh, Tupperware parties, yes. 
And then she uh, says they're gonna have to sell the house. The market is flat, Lewis. The market is flat. <laughs> Where'd I get the bull, Bart? Where'd I get the bull? Where'd I get the bull? <laughs> Uh, so she's good. This is when uh, this is when Babs bursts in <laughs> from next door, and she's got a present for the baby. I like to imagine Babs is doing this every single day. Yeah, just trying to I, shove. I, I, imagine, the baby I imagine that too. That's where they got all of the throwaway toys. Yeah, I'm just here to see the baby. Yeah, I am so, like, I mean, like, I am thinking that this woman is going to die. Yeah. Instantly, I'm oh, like, I thought she was. Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was baby food too. She um she demands so, to see this child, like even if the baby's sleeping. So Julie Brown quickly hides a uh, a doll in the bed to pretend that it's him sleeping, and Babs is satisfied. And I'm like over here going, wait a minute, <laughs> no. No, that's not how this works. Well, no one, so... no mother is going to let a neighbor stranger see their child while they're sleeping. And by the way, if anybody comes to your house, well, I mean, this is 2020. It's yeah. a lot different than the 90s. But seriously, Jen, if somebody came, if your next door neighbor. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> right? You're lucky I let you continue to live next door, much less. Like, that ain't happening. Yeah. But this was a different time. <laughs> but, I mean, this whole thing, I was like, wow. It's this, a little thin. It's they're, they're playing it for laughs. They're definitely playing it for laughs, but I'm just like, neighbors don't do this anymore. This is very of the time. Right. Well, I think this also might be like a like a boomer thing or something because my parents like their neighbors do like watch their house and stuff when they're away like they're friends they do stuff together yeah, it might be a boomer thing i don't know yeah, maybe. yeah okay boomer uh did you guys hear that hear my little joke is that I, okay I, I did that was, that was it's cool. okay boomer it's okay good dog uh they're t- <laughs> Sit, Boomer, sit. Uh, they're talking about the... Uh... the I would love how fucking obscure that reference was. <laughs> yeah. And you picked it right up. And I, I once she said it, I was going to go... But I... <laughs> uh, uh, Eric uh, is at the window. I guess we've been together for a million years. I... <laughs> Let's get through the episode. Nope. Eric's in the window. Oh, you fuckers. Uh, you were trying so hard. Usually, I, I feel like Matt or I am trying yeah. so hard. Yeah. But keep I'm going, sorry. Jen. I've, You've I've got derailed it. derailed us multiple times. No, no, no. That's okay. Uh, they're talking about the uh, – now Kevin Nealon and Julie Brown are talking about uh, the serial killers and um, the serial killer striking again. Uh, Julie Brown is saying, or no, was this Bab saying that they had to identify the cat by its dental records? Yeah, yeah. yeah was, that was great. It was Babs. That's my favorite joke in the episode. Mine is coming up, but yes, that was a good one. Uh, Kevin Neal, so they're all talking about what causes somebody to be a serial killer. And Kevin Inadequate Neal, like, love. Yes, inadequate love, because Kevin Nealon is very concerned that Julie Brown is not loving the baby enough. She's yes. not holding him. She's not doing stuff uh, with him. 
Uh, and that's how you get, uh, you don't, you give them an adequate love. You, uh, that's how you get serial killers and morning DJs. I love that line. Yeah. That's so yeah. like, that is so nineties. Yep. Like yeah, that's how we got and... the grease man. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how Howard Stern happened. That's how, uh, I can't remember the WRIF DJs. Uh, Drew and Mike. Yeah. Drew and Mike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, uh, you know, I long for the days of Drew and Mike. Rest in peace. God love you. Uh, so this is then what leads to another 90s joke. Uh, Babs talking about how she knew a kid who uh, who didn't get loved when he was a child. Ended up working for the Department of Motor Vehicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, smack. Makes their head, sadly. Yes. Uh, so Hold this it. Is Wait, bad... I don't get the reference. That, uh, the, that working the, 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 at the... the... Department of DMP. Motor Vehicles makes you a, a, a oh, husky okay. person psycho. Would, work at the, would want to work at the... Only a psycho would want to work at... Only okay. a psycho would want to work there. I, mean, I guess the reference could be licensed to drive. There you go, man. Okay. Oh, that was a good movie. Uh, Babs leaves, and now Eric is at the door with uh, Kevin Nealon's like, oh, look at the hat you found with a tail and feet. Uh, it's a dead dog. Yeah. And then, then we get to see more of that baby, guys. Uh, oh, he's doing his best. He's doing it, but I was like, this baby kills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dog bites. That baby, baby kills. kills. And with that, it's another act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Are your parents encouraging you to get a college education? Let me kill him! <sighs> Have we got a school for you? Forget Harvard. Forget Princeton. Learn to earn big bucks fast. Beef. Less buttons. Equal bucks. Come to Buster Burger University. Fall in over here. And see Hamburger, the motion picture. We're here to learn to run a Buster Burger franchise. A lot of bull in every bite. A lot of bull in every bite. But you'll get more than just an education at Buster Burger U. Are you crazy? You'll be stimulated by a student body that shares your interests. Real neat. You'll find a faculty that really cares about you. (laughs) On-the-job training will get you ready. Can I Buster help you? For the fast-paced world of fast food. Buster Burger, America's favorite drive-through restaurant. Hamburger, the motion picture. It's funny enough to eat. Please don't see this movie alone. Don't see this movie alone, please. Please. For your own sake. This movie should... Was this a trauma? No, it's not. It's not a trauma movie. No. It sure seems like one. It's a canon. Ah, okay. That movie looks terrible. That movie looks terrible. It's one of those things where that type of comedy, you know, and I think of like Hot Dog, the movie, and... You know, like all of those like really base comedies of the late seventies. Food based comedies. 
Well, food-based comedies, but in particular, like the sex romp of the late seventies. Yeah, the teen, the teen sex comedies, those don't all, age well. All of them at all. age terribly. Yeah. Well, yeah, like even even when I said license to drive earlier, like when you watch that now, like Corey Feldman's character is a super creep. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah, no. It, mm. It's uncomfortable. And there and there's this thing where if if you were in high school when Hamburger the Motion Picture came out, like 1986. Okay, you're a senior or maybe you're in college and you saw it and you thought it was the shit in 1986 or a movie like that. Mhm. The probability that you have rewatched that film is so low. Yeah. You know, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you don't re-examine things, you don't understand why they don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting there being like, man, Hamburger the movie was the funniest thing. It's like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's fucking terrible. It's yeah. nothing, nothing but fart it's, jokes, it's, fat it's jokes. Yeah, but you know there's at least one guy out there who's ready to die on that hill. He's <laughs> Oh, yeah. 40 times, it just keeps getting funnier. Well, I am all for the so bad it's good watching of Hamburger <clears throat> the movie. Sure. Like, how did, the, how did this get made watching of yeah. Hamburger the movie? But like the sincere love of Hamburger the movie, I find troubling. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's that's in the DSM. That means something. <laughs> <laughs> if if you love Hamburger the movie, uh, uh, it's got I, I, a uh, the meta score is from Metacritic is fifteen. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that sounds right. And we're back. Back. The third act starts with one of my favorite jokes, uh, because the um, uh, well, Eric the baby is back. Julie Brown and um, my man, our Kevin Nealon, are trying to talk this through while Julie Brown sets up a cage for yeah. for yeah, baby. She's, she's using an acetylene torch to weld it. Yeah. Which is which is funny on its own, but then um, Julie Brown says, "No, he killed the dog. The ASPCA is going to get involved." And then Kevin Nealon says, "There's no need to spell it out. He's a baby," and that made me laugh out loud. I that was like perfect. Yeah. So very 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 close after this is a joke that made me laugh. Um, where she said that he killed um, the, the, the neighbor's bird. And he goes, well, someone had to shut that bird up. <laughs> it's a very Homer line. Yeah. And well, <laughs> so Jen, my note exactly after that is, face it, Dad, you're hanging with nerds. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> um, uh, Julie Brown throws the baby into the cage to lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is wonderful. It's great. Yes. 
and then uh, she starts talking about how maybe the baby isn't theirs. Maybe it was that Tankwood woman's baby. She's got beady eyes and pointy teeth. If it's not mine, I don't have to love it. I don't have to love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I could, I could imagine all new parents at some point imagining that, you know, uh, having that sentiment. I certainly did. So Lewis is having none of this. No, he isn't. And he needs, he needs to go out and get some air and maybe never return. Uh, So she, uh, he doesn't lock the door. Yeah, we enter into the third act. The door is a gun, and it's about to go off. <laughs> uh, so she is feeding him <laughs> raw meat from a wooden spoon, and he bites the spoon and breaks it. And so uh, this is when she drags him to bed again and puts yep, him in the locks cage. Him up in the cage. Yeah, he starts to cry. Uh, cut to her getting out of the shower, and for some reason, there's a tea kettle going. Like Jen, you've you've got a uh, a younger child than Matt. When when you were trying to keep the baby asleep, did you just put on a tea kettle and then walk away for 15 minutes? Oh, and just let that fucker blare. Oh yeah, yeah. Super yeah. casual about boiling tea ke- kettles over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anything that's going to be loud and could potentially start a fire in my home while I can't hear, uh, and my child is locked in a box. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll have Sinbad come over and do a tight five to <laughs> no one. Just you got to get that shower break though. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sinbad could do it. I mean, just a yeah. tight five in the living room. Uh his shirts keep waking the baby up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so she gets out of the shower and she sees the door is ajar and uh, Teddy is in there. Teddy's in the yep. house. And Teddy is the psycho killer. This is not a surprise. Yes. Well, you know how you can tell? He was wearing a long black trench coat. Yep. And an apron for the killing. Yes. And he lays uh, so in yeah. and he's like, like, you know, I killed the Coomers. But the Coomers aren't sexy. Yeah. I need a hot, hot victim. victim. Which is also the name of David Spade's 80s metal band. So he is going on this little uh, threatening diatribe, but the baby is freaking out in the crib. Yeah, shaking shaking the cage but, and whatnot. Yeah. David Spade is completely Buffalo Bill in it. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's knife on my face. <laughs> I'm going to be the silver... Silver Sizer? Silver Slicer. The silver silver slicer. slicer, yeah. She says, so, is that a kitchen implement or something? Yeah. No, it's me. It's me. And he, you know, he throws a little bit of a tantrum. And this is when Eric gets loose and we get the baby POV cam running down the hall. And fun. attaching itself. Yeah, of course. And attaching itself to his shin, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I didn't think that they were going to the... march that ball all the way down the field and score a touchdown <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> But but bam, my, second encore. Bam, yeah. second encore. This baby attacks David Spade, and I am so on board for yeah. all of it. 
I love this. Does not this. kill David Spade. Just, oh, no, just, just bites him and he Spooks him out of the room? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If a baby flew down the hall and bit me with those teeth in the leg, I would never come back either. I mean, or if I walked into the room to Sinbad doing a tight five. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh so uh baby saves saves his mommy and she is so happy and she she holds him and is is cuddling him and now yes, and now on the floor and then Lewis walks in uh on those two bonding what happened i'll tell you later he's sleeping executive producer richard p rubenstein right all right um Let's do it. Let's talk about this episode. Let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything that you would change? No. Not, not really, no. I, I, I thought that this episode worked for the most part. I'm mean going to say this episode absolutely worked because, honestly, I wasn't paying attention. And <laughs> No, 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 no. They laid out the breadcrumb trails so hard, and I just yeah. overlooked it because I must have been distracted. The David Spade turn got me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit it. I wasn't, I wasn't in the right mindset to be that analytical. He shows up as the killer because I'm just like this fucking baby's the killer. I mean, it's obvious. It's this mm-hmm. baby who looks like my buddy on crack. It has to be <laughs> this this baby. I thought, uh, I thought maybe David Spade was the killer and was like selling like the meat that he was delivering was from his victims. Oh, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but, you, but the, yeah, they got me, they got me good enough. Uh, but then I was just like, I'm an idiot. How did I not see that? Um, yeah, no, I, the script had enough like good bit. Like there were like solid jokes throughout and it had yeah. a cast that could actually carry the jokes. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, Julie, uh, uh, Julie Brown in this. I thought mm-hmm. she, she crushed it. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, I thought I thought that Kevin Nealon was oblivious enough. Yep. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I, I There's enough. Did a fine job. Being a recently new parent, and Jen, I imagine is the same. There's enough truth in the first act. Yep. To make it believable, and the acting is very capable. And then there's enough tongue in cheek that actually works in the back half to take you home. Yeah. So I, I was pleasantly pleased. Uh, with the episode. Um, any other uh, writer's room suggestions? No, I, I, I thought the episode, you know, worked. So Then, Jen, please give us a scale. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, scale of uh, 1 to 10 uh, silver slicers. It's like a 7? Seven? 7. Give it an 8. Yeah, I was going to give it an 8, too. I'm gonna give it an eight, but I, I I lowballed myself. Let's give it an eight. I'll give, give it an eight, eight. guys. Yeah, it's guys, you want to play a little game? I, I do want to play a game. I do, I do want to yeah. play a game, Jen. But is this a must-watch or a highly recommended? Uh, I think this is a highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's, it's hard because it's a comedy episode, right? Like it's not. Yeah. I feel like any of the highly recommended are the Good horror, horror episodes. episodes. Yeah, but this is not. If necessary. you were looking for a comedy episode that works in monsters or tales from the dark side, I feel like this is the best of the comedy episodes that you're going to get. Yeah, it's funny because, like, we've seen recently in the later Monsters episodes some of the best 
tongue-in-cheek comedies, like the Joe Flaherty episode. Mm -hmm. Like, that mm -hmm. actually kind of worked. Um, yeah. So that that is a major, you know, major enhancement over uh, Gin No Chaser. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but there is not enough horror to necessarily mean that this is a great anthology horror episode. No, like but I, I, get, I, get, I, get, I get your point, I think, but I also get Jen's point that this, you know, I, I, I do think that this is highly recommended. Yeah, um, I, I'll go I mean, highly it, recommended, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I think Jen's reasoning is sound. 100%. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Jen, I'm ready to play a game. What's up? All yeah, right. let's play this game. Okay, uh, guys, these are trivia facts all pulled from um, the uh, IMDb trivia. You have to tell me if this uh, piece of trivia is um, related to, if this is about Julie Brown, David Spade, or Kevin Nealon, okay? Okay, let's do it. All right. Um, <clears throat> this person was one of the guests at Lindsay Lohan's 19th birthday party on July 2nd, 2005. David Spade. Matt? Julie yeah. Brown, David Spade, Kevin Nealon. David Spade. It's David Spade, correct. Um, next one, uh, close friends with Linda Blair. Julie, Julie Brown. Brown. And it's Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon? Oh, wow, okay. Uh, early interest in music led to his participation in a number of local garage bands as a teen. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. It is Kevin Nealon. Ding. Uh, has a tattoo of a cartoon character Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes on left bicep given to them by Sean Penn. David Spade. Julie Brown. <laughs> it's David Spade. I really wish it was Julie Brown. <laughs> uh, a close friend of Lily Tomlin. Kevin Nealon? Uh, Julie Brown. Julie Brown. Uh, charged by the police in his home state uh, with reckless jet skiing. David Spade. <laughs> David Spade. <laughs> David Spade. Because <laughs> of course, because of of course, it's Michigan. So yeah. Uh, oh, this is in Arizona. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, began working on television with a guest spot on the sitcom Happy Days. Julie. Kevin Neely. No, no, no. That would have been David Spade, I think. Uh, it's Julie Brown. Oh, it was Julie Brown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, auditioned for In Living Color. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. David Spade. Wow. Uh, first comedy EP was discovered by Dr. Demento. Julie Brown. Julie Brown. Julie Brown. Don't Yay, you guys win. The homecoming queen has got a gun. A gun. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to watch... Um, it's, what was the name of it? It's Julie? Or just, the, say the, or just Say Julie. I used yeah. to watch that every Sunday morning. Yeah. Because uh, we would get back from church and it would be like, all right, go downstairs and watch that show. So yeah, I don't have to think about God for another week. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you listened to Dr. Demento on Kiss 102.7 every Sunday night like some nerd over here did. <laughs> No, I no, I, I unfortunately did not know what station it aired on. I didn't uh, either. I wish I did. I wish I'd gotten into Dr. Mento when I was a youngin. Oh, it is. Um, 
Let me just say, I love Dr. Demento, but being the only one who listened to Dr. Demento, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you have this reference of songs that are not great, but it's like perfect. But, like, But amusing. And like, they're coming to take me away again. Like, if you like, don't know the song, you just think anybody that... else and you can't yeah. share fish heads. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, let me, I think I've played this for you guys, but I think this is a good way to go out. Um, I fell in love with my whole family fell in love with the song that was played on Dr. Demento by an artist named Krypton who was from Minneapolis and uh, he had a song called let's blow up the tow truck, which was about how, when it snows in Minneapolis, they shut down the highways and the whole thing becomes a towway zone. So here's Krypton with let's blow up the tow truck. Hey, that's my car. Put it down. I said, put it down. All right, you asked for it. This could also be Sisters of Mercy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Early ministry. Yeah. Yeah. No matter where I park, they come on from the dark. They take it away and then make me pay so much dough it makes me bark. Every time it snows, I know where my car goes. To the impound lot, that's where it's brought. But I found a way to solve my woes. I take my M16 and load a magazine and open fire on every tire and sound off like a U.S. Marine. Let's blow up the tow truck. Now, guys, to a six-year-old Matt Noss, <laughs> that was possibly the greatest song yeah. that has ever oh, I bet I bet that you wanted to listen to it ten times in a row. Oh, we taped it off the radio and we played it yeah. all the time. Now, remember what I said about Hamburger, the movie, that, like, you need to re-examine the yeah. things that you would... Yeah, 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 yeah. This song is so painfully unfunny. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of terrible. I have a soft uh, nostalgia uh, part, yeah. you know, part of my heart for it, but I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll see you all. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Transmissions from the Dark Side. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was proposed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.